What is up, everybody? You are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are continuing our Attitude Year Season 2 series recap. Season 1 covered December 1997 all the way to December 1998. Every WWE pay-per-view of 1998 is in the archives. Check it out. But this time around, we're covering 1999. We've made it to WrestleMania 15. And joining me today is my lover, my partner in crime. Uh, introduce yourself. Um, and me. He's shy. No, he's not. not but he's giving me a cute little smile. Anyway, so we are, Aunt is older than me. So he was around when this actually took place on March 28th, 1999. So he's going to be giving us his takes on you know what he thought of the product when he watched it back then and whenever i cover our pay-per-views i cover what happened in that month in that specific year in music and movies so because we're covering march 1999 yeah i'm gonna go over the top 10 movies from March 1999, okay? You can tell me if you've seen it, and if you haven't, that's okay, all right? Okay. And if you've seen these movies, and if you like any of them, let us know in the comments. I've seen some that I know I've seen before. But coming in at number 10 is a movie called True Crime. True Crime. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Let me look up. I have not seen that. Although I would like to. Why don't we give a little background, too? How old were you in 1999? Well, I was born in 85, so 90. I was 14. Oh, because you were 14. So, all right. So you would have been invested in all the product and everything at that time. So, you yeah. know. Well, True Crime is with um, Clint Eastwood, Isaiah Washington. Can over-the-hill journalists uncover the evidence that can prove a death row inmate's innocence just hours before his ex execution? So Clint Eastwood's trying to save some guy from being killed. Sounds interesting. Guy 6.6. .6. Um, number nine was The Rage Carrie 2. Have I've you never ever heard of it. Have you ever seen Carrie? Well, The Rage. Oh, it's Carrie 2. Okay. Yes. That's, yeah, I've heard of Carrie, but I've not seen a horrible massacre strikes up after an outcast teenage girl is taunted by a group of high school jocks, all of them unaware of her cutthroat telekinetic powers. So I don't think the original Carrie is in this movie. Um, and I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the first one, but it doesn't seem like it. Number eight. Well, the first Carrie is good. Have you seen the first Carrie? Yeah. That's a good one. Don't ever make a weird girl mad because you never know what sort of ability she'll have to use against you. Number eight is Doug's first movie based on the animated cartoon. You ever see Doug? Yeah, I used to watch Dude. Doug sometimes, but I did not see the movie. Well, fun fact, Doug used to be owned by Nickelodeon, but at the time of this movie, Disney had just bought the series Doug, so it was a Disney film. And the Disney show was a bit different than the Nickelodeon version, but Patty Mayonnaise... Wasn't it Skeeter? Wasn't he one of the Skeeter? Yeah, all those guys. I remember them. All right, number seven is Ed TV. Um, let me see about that. 
That's with Matthew McConaughey. A video store clerk agrees to have his life filmed by a camera crew for a TV show. With Woody Harrelson, Jenna Uff Elfman, Jeffrey Blake. Okay. Sort of like a Truman show. Number six, I love this movie, Baby Geniuses. That's a popular movie where, like, babies, they're able to talk and their families don't know. And um, Kathleen Turner, she's in that one. She is a, uh, she's like a nasty bitch. In it. But Baby Geniuses, I recommend seeing. That's a good one. Number five is 10 Things I Hate About You. Have you seen that? Um, I have. Julia Stiles. Yep, that's, it was cute. That I was a that good movie. one. I like that one. Number four was Cruel Intentions. Yes, that was a really good movie. Is that like about sex and stuff? Yeah, it's about like two teenagers and they're like half brother and half sister. It's kind of messed up because they have sex. So, oh, but, okay. Yeah. Interesting, but it was good. It was good, yeah. Okay. Number it's like the famous movie the girl does coke out of her cross. She has a cross necklace. Oh. And she opened you unscrewed the cross and it's got cocaine in it. She snips it out of the cross. It's oh like a famous movie. thing in movies that well, people do. You know, I guess that's why it's called cruel intention. Yeah. Right? Um number three is forces of nature. A soon-to-be-married man encounters an exciting stranger after his plane suffers an accident on takeoff. Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck are in this. I have not. Please. Steve Zahn. Zane. Zane. Writing Cars with Boys. He's in that too. I've never seen it. Um, Analyze This is number two. Have you ever seen that? No. That is with um, Robert De Niro movie. and Billy Crystal. A comedy about a psychiatrist whose number one patient is insecure mob boss. Sounds pretty funny. And the number one movie of March 1999. Can you guess? Take a guess. March 1999. The Matrix. Okay. I love the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, it does the number one movie of March 1999. Well, now that we've covered the top 10 movies, let's cover the top 10 songs of March 1999 through Billboard's Top 100 chart. Number 10 is Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, That's what they want to use for all the, the pets and the animals. Number 9, All I Have to Give by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I saw it in my comic book. Uh, number 8 is What's It Gonna Be by Buster Rhymes. Number 7, Every Morning by Sugar Ray. That song. Number six is No Scrubs by TLC. A scrub is a guy that can't be. Number five, Kiss Me by Six Piece None the Richer. So kiss me, that one. Um, Number four is I Still Believe by Mariah Carey. Number three, Angel of Mine by Monica. Number two, Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney Houston. And yeah, you do. It's the cover of Elvis Presley. The Heartbreak Hotel. Number one. Can you guess the number one song from March 1999? No. I don't one know. of your favorites. You want to know? Who? Share with Believe. Okay. Do you believe? Yeah, that was, I a good, have to love. that was a good video. That was like one of the first like auto-tune songs I feel like I remember hearing when I was little. T-Pain. Yeah, well, I mean, Sheer sort of 
create that, sir. Fuck. Well, if he paints the bong, well, can't say fuck you. But yeah, so those are that's it for March 1999. The top, the number one movie was The Matrix, and the number one song, Believe by Cher. The times were better when McDonald's had the super size menu. When McDonald's had the dollar, had the dollar menu, yes. Well, now let's cover for what you came to see. And if you have any comments about the songs or movies, talk to us. Let us know if you remember seeing them or listening to them. But let's cover WrestleMania 15. They're live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Did you see this WrestleMania when it was airing? I did not because I, unfortunately, did not usually get the pay-per-views. But I would always watch like the Sunday Night Heat or whatever was on before. And I would like wait for the pay-per-view to end, and then I would call my aunt to find out what happened. So do you remember, like, if your aunt I remember this time, yeah. Okay, did she, so she's seen this one. Yeah, and th- wasn't there a Sunday Night Heat right before the Yes, yeah. yeah, Yes, she, I remember watching. Yep. So, I didn't, I remember this one because, as a kid, I have a weird correlation to this one. I remember, like, always wanting to watch this one when I had it because my brother would record it and then we'd have it on like the VCR. And I'd always want to watch this one in 2000, but I have a weird like remember like moment where I remember we were decorating for Christmas and I don't know why, but like this WrestleMania was on in the background and I just like remember like for some strange reason, it's going to be really like the gold dust coming out, like, the Shattered Dreams intro, and I just remember seeing, like, the Christmas lights, and I was like, oh, they're kind of gold, like, gold dust, and I just remember, like, being, like, that wasn't the first time I had seen it, but I always liked this WrestleMania to look back and watch when I was a kid. This one was when I watched a lot, but to start this WrestleMania, we have Boys to Men performing America the Beautiful, and I like Boys to Men, so, you know, that was their home of Philadelphia. Boys to Men, ABC going on um the first match is for the hardcore championship the hardcore champion billy gunn defending against hardcore holly and al snow with head and this was a okay match to start the pay-per-view the end came when billy gunn hits a famous to al snow on a chair but then hardcore holly hits billy gunn with a chair and steals the victory over al snow um I remember trying to watch some of these pay-per-views on the on the channel would be all scrambled. Yeah. And I remember trying to listen to see what happened. You could hear some of it sometimes, but like it would be like it was like purple, green, like yeah, it'd be like yeah. all like scribbles and yeah. But so what did you think of all three of these guys? I know you are a DX fan, so you like yeah, Billy Gunn. I definitely like Billy Garn. Um, Hardcore Holly was like kind of cheesy back then, but he's cool. Okay. And I liked Al Snow. What does everybody want? That's what you want. Um. So, <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about Hardcore Holly winning the title? Though, do you think he is a will be a good Hardcore champion? I mean, he was a good Hardcore champion, but I think the favorite was Billy Gunn and DX. Then, okay. Well. Our next match is for the tag team titles, the champions Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett with Deborah taking on the weird team of Test and D'Lo Brown with Ivory. Test and D'Lo were the last two men in the tag team battle royal on Sunday Night Heat. 
So those two guys got a chance to team up for the titles. You could tell that these two guys weren't going to win Tess and D'Lo because they weren't a normal tag team. Right. Um, but the end comes when Ivory argues with Deborah outside and Tess is like distracted by it. And Owen hits a flying drop kick to D'Lo Brown and Owen and Jeff Jarrett retain the titles. After the match, Tess and D'Lo Brown fight up the ramp. Um, what are your thoughts on all these guys here? Because this is your first time talking about it. So what do you think about, at the time, Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart as the tag team? Yeah, I mean, um, I liked Owen Hart, but he was heel at this time. And, well, he was always kind of heel. And, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett was cool, but he was heel too. So, I mean, like, you know, obviously everybody liked Test and Albert was like, eh. So, well, Test wasn't around. Well, Albert wasn't around at that time. Oh, no, it was Test and D'Lo Brown. Test and D'Lo Brown. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't a big D'Lo fan. So, that's why he thought he was Albert. Yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely did not like D'Lo back in the day. But, um, I kind of think I was rooting for, uh, Okay, all right, respect to that. Um, we have our next the bra for all Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. And Bart Gunn's my man, he, I like him. He likes Bart Gunn, but Butterbean's an actual real boxer. The story behind this is that Butterbean was pretty much paid to destroy Bart Gunn because Bart Gunn ended up winning the bra for all tournament, which he sort of really wasn't meant to win. They wanted Dr. That Steve Williams to win it, and unfortunately, Bart Gunn knocked him out. So to pay him back for that, they put him up against Butterbean. And Butterbean destroys him. He knocks out Bargun in the first round. And it sort of like makes you think of the Brawl for a tournament as a whole joke because, you know, this winner of this tournament just got knocked out in like two seconds by Butterbean. Uh, did you know about Butterbean at the time or did you just, you know? Oh, I didn't really know who he was. Okay. I mean, they made it, you know, clear that he was like a boxer and everything. Yeah. But it wasn't cool what they did to Bart. Poor Bart. Uh, after the match, we see the San Diego chicken mascot run down. Uh, but he gets punched in the face by Vinny Pazienza, who's also a boxer. You know, fun stuff for WrestleMania. Uh, we see a backstage segment from Sunday Night Heat that happened earlier on. Paul White ends up fighting Mankind. Paul White was waiting for Stone Cold Steve Austin to arrive, but got distracted by Mankind, allowing Austin to enter the building unharmed, which was not Vince's plan. So we have our next match, Mankind versus Paul White. The winner gets the referee, the main event between The Rock and Stone Cold. Uh, This match was kind of boring. Mankind was able to apply the mandible claw on the Paul White, but Paul White ends up hitting Mankind with chair shots to the back, and then he sets up he being Paul White sits up two chairs in the ring, and Paul White choke slams Mankind through the chairs. So Mankind gets the win by DQ. He's the referee. After the match, Paul hits Mankind with more chair shots until Vince McMahon comes out, and Vince yells at Paul White. Paul grabs Vince McMahon by the throat, but Paul lets him go. Vince then slaps Paul, and then Paul punches Vince McMahon, and Mankind is stretchered out of the arena. Vince is pissed. He says he wants Paul White arrested. What do you think of this? Um, well, it was it was uh, them trying to turn Paul White baby face, and um, it was I had never seen him before because I didn't watch WCW. Okay. So um, 
you know, it was kind of cool to see him turn on Vince and show him where it was at, you know? Show him where it was at. Well, speaking of where it's at, we have the Intercontinental Championship on the line. The champion, the Road Dog, defending against Ken Shamrock, Val Venus, and Goldust with Ryan Shamrock and the Blue Meanie. And this is a one-fall to finish the match. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It was an elimination match. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, me. That's why it's called the Uncensored Wrestling Podcast, because I make many mistakes. This actually was an elimination match. Um had some good guys in it. Yeah, well, I love Ken Shamrock. Yeah. I like Goldust. I like Road Dogs. One of my favorites, Val Venus. Val Venus is awesome. It was, that was a pretty good match. So Ken Shamrock and Val Venus they fight in the aisle, and the referee counts them out, eliminating them from the match. Throws down to Road Dog and Goldust, but Ken Shamrock hits Goldust and the Road Dog with a belly to belly. Then Ryan Shamrock accidentally grabs Goldust's leg, and Rodog rolls up Goldust to retain the Intercontinental Championship, and Goldust is pissed at Ryan. Do you like Rodog as Intercontinental Champion? I do. Yes. You're a big Rodog fan. I love Rodog. The Rodog, Jesse James. Badass Billy Gold. So we go backstage, and Paul White is seen getting arrested. Vince is not happy about it. And they put him in this tiny little red tiny car. fucking car. Uh, we then have Triple H taking on Kane. Before the match, Pete Rose appears as the San Diego chicken and tries to attack Kane for revenge after Kane tombstoned him at WrestleMania 14. However, the same thing happens to Pete Rose this year. He gets tombstoned by Kane. And Triple H pretty much attacks Kane from behind before the match starts. And this is a good match of out of all the matches on this card, aside from the main event, this is probably one of the better ones. China comes out and pushes the ring steps into the ring, but Triple H hits Kane with a drop toe hold onto them. Kane hits uh, Triple H with a choke slam, and then China goes to hit Triple H with a chair, but she nails Kane. Kane gets the win by DQ after Triple H nails Kane with chair shots and hits a pedigree. And it looks as if China has rejoined DX. What do you think? But she has not. In all essence, they have joined the corporation. Yeah, well, we'll find that out later on. But right now, it looked as if DX was back together. And it was a happy moment just for a few minutes. Just for a few minutes. All my dreams came true. Um. So... We go backstage again. Vince McMahon says he'll be the special guest referee because mankind is injured. We have the women's championship on the line next. Sable defending against Tori. During the match, uh, the referee gets knocked out. And Nicole Bass comes out and hits a military press to Tori. Sable hits a Sable bomb. Sable retains. What do you think of Nicole Bass? She's huge. She is something else. I would have liked to see Nicole Bass in China go at it. You think she pees sitting up or standing up or sitting down? Oh, standing up. Oh. For sure. But what do you think of Sable working with her? Um, well, it was cool, but Sable didn't really need that. They should have done it with somebody else. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, Sable was the... I, mean, I loved Sable, but she sucked. Okay. She was pretty to look at, but she sucked. 
Well, next, the European Championship is on the line. The champion Shane McMahon with Tess taking on X-Pac. Before the match, the Stooges try to attack X-Pac, but he takes control. Shane hits X-Pac with Tess's belt during the match. Um, Tess has, Tess hits X-Pac with the European title, and he gets a two-count. X-Pac ends up hitting an X-Factor to Shane, but then China gets on the ropes, distracting the referee, and Triple H runs out and nails X-Pac with a pedigree. Shane pins X-Pac to retain the European Championship. After the match, Triple H and Test attack X-Pac until the New Age Outlaws run out. They get beat up until Kane comes out and chases everyone off. So as you mentioned earlier, China and Triple H, they're not a part of DX. They're a part of the corporation here. Did you like the way that they did this whole reveal? Um... Yeah, I just wasn't happy about it because I like DX, but... Well, Triple H wanted to do his own thing, and, you know... Yeah. But it was kind of corny having Kane part of DX. Oh, yeah, but I remember that. That's coming up soon. Well, speaking of sucking it, we have the Hell in a Cell match. The big boss man taking on The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. And this was really, like, not a Hell in a Cell match. There wasn't any sort of, like... Nothing in the match was memorable except for the ending. So, Undertaker hits a tombstone to the big boss man, and then the brood come from the ceiling, and they push a noose through the cell. Undertaker puts the noose on the boss man, and the boss man hangs from the cell. It was a scary scene, and it looked as if the whole point of that match was just to get boss man up. What did you think of the Undertaker at this time? Um, It was hard for me, because I always loved the Undertaker, but... You know, I didn't like him being the corporate Undertaker. So. Mm, that's coming up soon. That's coming up down the line. Well, this Undertaker right now is going after the the corporation. They, he doesn't like that. Well, yeah. So, because remember, he says that he wants to be the father figure to the daughter. We then come to what well, we think our main event, but Vince McMahon comes out. And then the commissioner, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, who we just saw at TakeOver Deadline, he comes out and Shawn Michaels says, Vince, you got to read the rule book. I decide who the referee is. And it's not you. You need to leave. So then we have our main event, the WWE Championship. In a no disqualification match, the champion, The Rock, finally defending against Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was a great match. The ref. It was just a regular referee. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. We see The Rock spitting water on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Rock hits a suplex on the ramp to Stone Cold. Um, Austin swings a chair at The Rock, but The Rock pulls the referee in front of him. And then The Rock hits another referee with a rock bottom. Austin hits a stunner, and he gets a two. Vince McMahon walks down again, and The Rock low blows Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince gets in the ring, he hits the referee, and they attack Stone Cold until Mankind runs down. Mankind hits Vince. Rock hits a rock bottom, but he misses the corporate elbow. And the end comes when Austin hits the rock with a Stone Cold stunner. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is finally the WWE champion again after losing it at Breakdown in Your House in September. After the match, Austin shares a beer with Earl Hebner, who's a referee. Austin attacks Vince, hits someone a stunner, and then pours beer on Vince McMahon, ending WrestleMania 15 with Stone Cold Steve Austin as our new WWE champion. What do you think? 
just awesome. Yeah, are you an Yeah. Austin fan? Hell yeah. Stone Cold said so. What did you think of The Rock at the time? Um, well, it kind of depended who he was fighting, you know, like I liked The Rock, but everybody, you know, you had to go for Austin in this case. Austin's the best. I mean, he's great. We definitely know that this isn't going to be over between the two. Uh, this is a good WrestleMania. I definitely recommend everybody watching it. Our next pay-per-view that we're going to be covering is going to be Backlash in Your House, and that's going to take place in April. Before I go, make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Let me know in the comments what was your favorite match from WrestleMania 15, and uh, did you think Austin was the right person to win the title? Also, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay safe and stay uncensored.